0: Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You are listening to the first and only
1: podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Hear from independent pharmacy owners, leading entrepreneurs, political strategists, healthcare technology trends, career coaching, interviews about our pharmacy industry, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes and leave us a voice comment from our contact section on the website. You can find all of our episodes at PharmacyPodcast.com.
2: Hi, this is Tom Tucker. I'm Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Atentis Medical Sales, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Pharmacy
1: Podcast. Everyone knows that we've been focusing on the industry of specialty pharmacy, and there's different facets of the industry that play into that manufacturer relationships and specific accreditations, being able to report specifically back to a manufacturer based on a a, a drug. I met the ACHC out in Las Vegas at a pharmacy summit last year, Um, Mr. Andrew uh, Manigan, and was uh, very excited to uh, talk with him and his team. Um, wanted to follow up and invite back to the show uh, the ACHC. However, we're going to be talking about different uh, facets of the industry and education for this particular part of the industry, and make the audience aware of some free informational programming that will be available for pharmacies in May around the latest guidelines from USP, United States pharmacopoeal convention and we have on the show today rad Dillon and mr tom tucker and welcome to the pharmacy podcast thank you
3: thank you
1: so rad i understand you are an author and consultant in the field of pharmacy compounding who is also an achc and pcab certified consultant and a pharmacy super surveyor
3: that is correct well, I have spent most of my many decades of career in uh, the home infusion world, and a lot of that would involve, of course, sterile compounding and a lot of attention uh, to hazardous substances and drugs as the industry and the country has evolved in this regard. So we're getting more and more attention in that direction. I kind of found myself uh, pulled into that, trying to help clients and people that I survey.
1: So, Tom, you're vice president of sales and marketing for a tennis uh, medical sales. Give us a little update and background on a tennis and um, how you fit into this industry.
2: Uh, tennis is about 13 years old. We're privately held. Um, we have distribution centers in uh, Houston and Nashville, Tennessee. We also um, and we specialize in service in home infusion, specialty pharma, and compounding pharmacies. So, you know. Every day we work with these types of pharmacies that are going to be impacted by the new uh, regulations. And so what we try to do is help our customers through what's going to be needed, what do they need to do to change. And so we try to stay um, very well educated on issues that come up like USP 797 and 800 that um, are going to impact them.
1: So that's kind of what we're leading towards. It's a great um, segue into this upcoming webinar um, sponsored by the ACHC and PCAB. Um, So the first question I have for Tom is what is USP 800?
2: Uh, In a nutshell, it's basically taking uh, USP 797, which is kind of the basics for sterile compounding and 795, and addressing and bringing that into hazardous drugs and helping define uh, the um, procedures that will be in place to protect the employees, the caregivers, um, and the staff uh, that's going to be involved in compounding and also the patient.
1: Hey, Rad, how are how these hazardous drugs being handled um, and regulated up to this point?
3: Well, that's a good question. When you're dealing with sterile compounding, let's say hospital pharmacies or home infusion, uh, most were quite compliant in the sense of having specialized hoods, biological safety cabinets for the actual compounding, and the vast majority of them also had dedicated rooms. Uh, when we move to the non-sterile compounding area, I think that's where Um, There has been a disparity in terms of uh, addressing these, and that mainly has to do with the fact that a lot of the uh, drugs that are um, going to be covered here are hormonal drugs used to compound various uh, non-sterile preparations. So this is kind of a departure in the past. It used to always be the cytotoxic uh, cancer-fighting drugs, Uh, but the new uh, OSHA uh, NIOSH guidelines that 800 is meant to address opens that up to also include justifiably I might add the uh, a lot of these hormones
1: So when does this uh, new um, Guideline um, Standards when does this all take effect?
3: Well, that's an interesting question. The the standard says an effective date of July 1 2018 but when you research this you're finding that a lot of state boards are already thinking about this California is notable especially in being out front and not only expecting compliance with 800 in the not too distant future but they're even taking it an extra notch or two in some cases uh, a lot of other state boards I mean it, every time you uh, contact one there's something of a different answer so especially since um, there will be some facility changes that many compounders will have to make, like external venting and actually having devoted rooms for compounding and storage. Um, it, it, you know, there's not a minute to to waste. And pharmacies ought to do a gap analysis, find out where they stand, and start, and start planning now.
1: So, Tom, the compounding industry was shaken when the organization in the uh, New England area um, didn't follow specific guidelines, and it really caused a, a tremendous scare among the public. Uh, what areas of USP 800 do you think have caused pharmacies
2: the most concern? I think probably the most concern is if their physical facilities are not going to meet the new guidelines, especially the external venting from the standpoint of, as Rad pointed out, for the non-sterile folks, it's almost much more of a, 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 a big step for them. So there's obviously physical changes that may have to occur in their facilities, uh, in most facilities probably. And then on the sterile, um, it's, it, there are changes that are going to have to undergo, but it, they're, they're not necessarily as dramatic as far as structure. They may have the equipment in place, but they're going to have to change the policies and procedures to be able to comply with that. So um, for both sterile and non-sterile compounding, there's major changes they have to do. And, but it's a, a much more all-new to the, to the folks that are doing non-sterile.
1: Yeah, so what about the providers in the infusion area? Uh, do you think most uh, will be prepared, or
2: are there still a lot of uncertainties? I think folks are asking the question. The good news is there's been a lot of information out there on uh, 800. So folks are getting themselves educated about what's going to be required, And uh, a lot of our customers, at least that I can speak to, um, are, you know, moving to try and become compliant uh, way ahead of the curve. So, uh, Rad, I'm kind of
1: interested in hearing more about this webinar series. Um, What can you tell our listeners about the webinar series upcoming?
3: Well, we're going to have a total of four. Two of them are going to be focusing on non-sterile and two on sterile. Uh, some compounders do both, but a lot of times it's pretty evenly split. Uh, we have a nice PowerPoint presentation. Uh, it's going to be a, uh, a pre-recorded informational presentation then followed by a Q&A, and we're going to have a bunch of uh, people who know their way around 800 and related topics will be available to answer those questions. So uh, we have them also there scheduled at different times, so I'm going to pick up people coast to coast
1: it's um it's really interesting to see um you know very uh, prominent organizations coming together to empower our pharmacy healthcare providers um and worth mentioning for this specific webinar series this unique partnership between the pcab which is the leading accrediting body for compounding pharmacies with more than 400 compounding pharmacies accredited in the united states and canada and then VGM uh, Home Infusion is a service of the VGM uh, Group, which is a large GPO uh, offering a broad menu of business services to more than 25,000 providers. And then Tom, you're at Tentus Medical Sales, a leading manufacturer and distributor of medical products specializing in infusion pumps and supplies, as well as USP 797 and USP 800 compliance products. And then the, the IACP, which I'm very familiar with, the International Academy of Compounding Pharmacists, a uh, trade organization and professional organization representing compounding pharmacists. So bringing all of this together for all of these members to get this information to them, educating them. Um, so, Tom, how, do you, how many are you expecting to sign up for the webinar so far?
2: Um, well, it's interesting. With uh, We've had a, actually a very good response from just the initial press release. And we had uh, over, as of yesterday, we had over 60 people signed up for just the first session. And we expect the other sessions to be uh, very, very popular. So are there any other programs for, uh, for information on USP 800 in the works? At this point in time, um, as uh, we have... Um, Developed uh, some programs as far as formularies of product to be able to help the customer out. And uh, ACHC has uh, some workshops that are actually scheduled uh, to be able to follow up on, on these webinars.
1: Very good. And now we're going to go to John Pritchard. Uh, John is the Associate Director of Pharmacy Programs at ACHC and PCAB. And uh, Rad and Tom, I thank you so much for your participation on today's podcast. Thank you. So, hey, I have a question for John. Uh, John, tell us a little bit more about this webinar and what you're kind of setting the table for in upcoming education sessions between uh, the ACHC and PCAB out to the um, pharmacy industry and community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to take a chance and talk to folks a little bit about what's going on with USP 800. Um, There's a lot of differences in knowledge out there. Some folks are, uh, they've been intimately aware of what's going on and they've kept up with the details. And for some, this is a very new topic. So um, what we wanted to do with this webinar is actually just put together a a quick snippet. It's a a, a ten thousand foot overview, if you will, about what's going on with the USP eight hundred, and uh, we just wanted to sort of tell people what was going on and let them know where they could find more information about it.
1: So uh, when I was talking with Tom, um, you know, we had asked him the question, um, what uh, do you think causes the pharmacist most concern or worry? around the areas of uh, USP 800. So um, I'm going to pose the same question to you. Um, wh- where do you think the most concern lies with pharmacies that must you know, understand this uh, policy and also must cover themselves to mitigate the risk for getting into any kind of trouble?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's really almost two sides to that question. Um, one is, what do they need to do to be compliant. So um, there's understanding what the document says, and it has a lot to talk about with facility requirements. It has a lot to do with gowning uh, processes for receiving things, um, things that are fairly new. So that's important. And uh, that plays really into the second part where they're worried about their, their employees, the folks that are in there day in, day out, handling these items. There's more and more information coming up. And we're wondering what is the exposure over time with these? Is it dangerous to folks? Does it cause issues with cancer, birth defects, that sort of thing? So um, part of this is so that they know how to cover the the staff, the people they care about, and um, that they have proper handling precautions with hazardous drugs.
1: So as the associate director of pharmacy programs at the ACHC and PCAB, you really see a wide variety of um, different things happening in the industry, uh, keeping your finger on the pulse. If you if you put yourself in the position of a pharmacy director, a health system um, director of their pharmacy services, a pharmacy owner. Um, What about this webinar do you really want to accentuate that they're going to get out of this? What's the most important pieces of this that need to be the keywords that these leaders really listen to uh, to make sure that they're um, attending um, the right education for their teams?
0: Well, they'll want to pay attention to the types of compounding they might do in their facility. So um, there's really going to be two different webinars we're doing. One is for non-sterile practices. So... These are going to be pharmacies that are a lot of times handling APIs uh, that do not need to be sterilized. There's going to be sterile, so that's going to be more of your, your hospitals, your folks doing injectables. Um, there are differences between the two, so they'll want to focus on the one that's appropriate for them.
1: So give our listeners a way to um, access and sign up. Um, is there a specific place? I'm going to put the link down in our show notes, but is there a specific place that you'd um, kind of uh, suggest that they go to sign up for this webinar
0: yeah there's actually it's very simple um, they'll go to achc has a site called accreditation university it's the education arm of what we do over at achc very simple website it's accreditationuniversity.com. there's going to be a link at the bottom right of the home page they can go to that Um, Also, if if you uh, would rather just place a phone call, 919-785-1214. Again, 919-785-1214. If you go to extension 245, that is Chelsea Rigsby's extension, and she would be glad to help anybody get signed up that way.
1: So I'm excited about some of the uh, future... Um, podcast that we're going to be doing with the ACHC. I know that you have some conference activity coming up as well. Um, Is there anything in closing that you wanted to mention to uh, the pharmacy stakeholders that are listening to the show today?
0: The thing we're always working on with PCAB is what can we do to increase the value to our customers. And um, USP 800 is going to be an interesting kind of look into that. But part of what we're working on right now is we're developing standards that'll apply to USP 800. Um, We plan to do a lot of educational offerings around that so that folks know what they have to do to comply, that they can feel good about what they're doing, that they're in compliance. Um, and that's going to spin off into other realms of what we do. You know? And the other big thing going on is USP 797. Um, there's questions about the best way to do sterility testing, the best ways to um, do environmental, env- sorry, environmental monitoring in clean rooms, all kinds of different things like that. Um, we just want to know that, that we're a resource for folks and uh, want to keep talking about those opportunities as they come along.
1: Once again, uh, for the listeners, it's accreditationuniversity.com. Uh, accreditation university uh, that's with the ACHC and John I'm looking forward to uh, some follow-up interviews with you and the team and um, thank you so much for being on the show today
0: absolutely Todd we'll do it again